I selected right whales as my major field of interest because they provide the unique opportunity for research since they occur along the South African coastline approximately six months of the year and that makes them prime candidates for researchers. Right whales receive their names from whalers during whaling times and it is pretty much to do with their commercial value. Right whales are slow swimming animals, they're really fat as far as thick blubber layers are concerned. They have lots of baleen and meat and whalers could catch them really easily. So really they were the right whale to hunt. Northern and southern right whales are actually three different species. They occur in the northern hemisphere and in the southern hemisphere. There are two species in the northern hemisphere, in the North Pacific and the North Atlantic, and one universal species in the southern hemisphere. Right whales around the world are being faced by many challenges, particularly in the northern hemisphere. The North Pacific and North Atlantic animals are being faced by threats which include anthropogenic factors like entanglements and ship strikes, while the southern hemisphere animals are actually doing really well and increasing at about 7% per year. The current mitigations being taken for these animals involve trying to make ship strikes will reduce the number of ship strikes as well as trying to mitigate the different kinds of fishing um, lines and ropes that are actually used in lobster nets and lobster pots. So the legislation that supports these animals includes critical habitats as well as trying to keep these animals out of areas where people are. The North Atlantic animal, we're hoping that they actually do have the chance to recover because they were probably at the size that the Southern Hemisphere animals were at when they started to recover. The problem with the North Atlantic animals is that they're facing entanglement and ship strike issues as well as what seems to be food availability issues that are all working against their recovery. Being involved in research on various cetacean species involving seismic research and exploration um, is quite an adventurous one indeed, as all cetacean research is. The big issue with seismic um, research, or should we say seismic investigations, basically is that we don't really know what the results on the animals or the effects on the animals will be. The research is ongoing. Unfortunately, like with all industry, it's identified before the research needs. So the industry goes on ahead before the research is actually being done. So at this stage, we're trying to find out what, for example, threshold levels are in animals' hearing and what kind of behavior adjustments they would undertake in order to possibly avoid or adapt to the seismic exploration. So it's really, it's, it's a question mark at the moment. It's ongoing. The big thing is, is that with a lot of the identifying of the particular species, um, we didn't know about stock separation. So what, what people are now saying is that, okay, well the one stock, the, the whole population could have been smaller, yeah, but when you, when you separate them into stocks, they're even smaller than that. So the North Atlantic animals on the East Coast and the West, Western North Atlantic animals are uh, possibly two different stocks. And so when we talk about numbers, we have to be very careful um, to presume that they were more or less than they actually are anticipated to be. Well, these animals, generally all cetaceans, are very acoustically oriented. The problem is that with the larger species, you can't really put them in a large pool and put 
you know, microphones and things on them to, uh, you know, measure hearing levels and, you know, various things that you would actually know to get baseline data. So with the larger animals, there are acoustic analyses being done and a lot of it, a lot of it is based on modeling and predictive biology as opposed to in situ biology because of these logistical problems. I'm very optimistic about the future of right whales. Um, whether that is scientifically sound or not, I'm not 100% sure, but we continue to mount efforts to preserve these animals. Um, awareness, education, trying to collaborate. Collaboration is the fundamental issue. We've had mitigation processes that have been undertaken by various governments in Canada and in the US. So there's a lot of reason to be optimistic. We just have to keep the effort going.